Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to part three of our new sermon series simply called The Ten Commandments. You know, we've been saying that the ten words, the ten words is really what it was called in Exodus chapter 20, not ten commandments, but that the ten words really are a love letter from God to us. They're not about being rigid and oppressive and demanding. It's about warnings and caution because of God's incredible storge, meaning God's parental love of protection over you, over me, over mankind. On part one, we really focused on God first. And part two, God only. Today, we're part three. God, God's name is holy. It's sacred. Now, as we begin this message, I want us to be reminded again and again and again of not only the power of God's name, but the power of God's love. He loves us. This is one of those subject matters where it's so easy to get caught up with the legalism of it. But I think in that we would miss the heart of God. So we got to cover that stuff, and we will. But let's not abandon the heart and the love of God for you, for me, for all of us. Let's pray. Father, we love you, and we just pray that you would come. Give us, Father, a heart that is open to receive the word of God. Lord, I just pray that we would have eyes to see what God's doing in us. Lord, that as we go back to the fundamentals of our faith, go back to the Ten Commandments, that we would find those missing things in our faith that are so important that we've just ignored or in a very subtle way let go of, and that we would grab them and pull them back deep into our hearts and, Father, add them to our faith again. Lord, have your will, have your way in us, in Jesus' holy name. Amen. You know, the name of a person is more than just for identity. A name is incredibly personal. Names are important, and they're just not to be taken lightly. I'm reminded of a silly little story about a, well, a husband and wife during the 1960s and, you know, the big hippie movement thing. And apparently they named their twin daughters, Ima and Yora. And their last name happened to be Pig. Yeah, I'm a pig and you're a pig. Now we chuckle at that because we know it's a joke. But the truth is, why is that something that bothers us? Because instinctively we know names are important. And, and they're something to be revered. Because we connect the character of a person and the reputation of a person and we put it together as we identify the name to those parts. Character, reputation. That's what that name means. Consider names like Adolf Hitler, Martin Luther King Jr. Or how about Abraham Lincoln, Darth Vader, <laughs> Elvis Presley, 
or Billy Graham. See, without doing more than mentioning a name, immediately you connected a character and a reputation to a name. To a name most likely you've never even met. But you knew. And, the, and when I think of the name of God, God knows the power of His name. God knows the meaning of His name. And He knows His name is holy. And that is to be revered. That's why He says in Exodus chapter 20, verse 7, let's read this. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Folks, unfortunately, it has become common and, and almost casual in practice for so many people to take and to misuse the name of God. We can easily look at why God would be upset with that, but there's something much more than that. Why would God take this idea of not using His name in vain and make it one of the Ten Commandments? Why would there be all this warning, all of this caution about His name? Maybe it's because God so loves you that He knows something about what will happen to you and to your loved ones when we misuse the incredible name of God. One of the definitions for the word profane, where we get the word profanity, well, this is what it means. This is how we define it. Debasing or defiling that which is holy or worthy of reverence. That's profane. It's an attack against something that is holy. To profane something is an attempt to take something that is exalted and, and worthy and lifted up high and to try to bring it down, try to pull it down to the same level of us. So what does it mean then to profane the name of the Lord? It's nothing less than the denial of God's holiness, of God's power, of His majesty. It's an attempt to somehow pull God down to the same level, level of His creation. Or even worse, for those who believe God does not exist, we try to make the name meaningless, non-existent. But it doesn't change the power and the love and the majesty of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I get it, there are those outside the family of God who just can't stand to think of anyone or anything higher than themselves. They're being motivated by being self-centered. And we understand that. We would expect non-believers to behave like non-believers. But what happens when a believer begins to profane the name of God by the way they live? as though if they're living as non-believers and confessing to be a child of the King. The name of the Lord is to be honored by the way we live, by the way we speak. Let's look at the word damn. 
What does that term mean? It means to condemn to ruin, to bring condemnation upon. Unfortunately, some people seem to damn anything and everyone. It's GD this, GD that. It's GD my truck, GD my house, my spouse, my kids. GD America. The question is, well, does it really matter? I mean, does God think that it really matters? I'll tell you how much it matters. He put it in the Ten Commandments. Why would He include it? Because God knows that every time those terms are used, incredible destruction comes into the life of that person. A person that He loves. And even other people that are close that they love. Folks, I believe that when a person doesn't put God first, when we don't honor His name, life just doesn't work right. It's always coming up short. It doesn't matter when we use God's name in vain, when we say GD. No, it doesn't really matter. See, it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. It matters what He thinks. And my arguments mean nothing against the Word of God. He loves us. He's warning us. Don't do this. That brings, that leads a path to destruction and pain. Wasted years. And these terms, they don't fall on deaf ears. I mean, Jesus spoke about it. Let's look at Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Wow. God's name is sacred. It's holy. we got to be careful with His name. I mean, why would God say, don't misuse His name? Because He so loves us, when we use the name of God in a careless way, when we call upon His name to damn a thing or to damn a person, it's my belief that we set something in motion in the spirit realm. Something beyond our finite mind and understanding. And so God is warning us. Why in the world would God say, I want my name to be precious to you? Why would He make such a point of never using the name in just some flippant, casual way? Well, think of this. There is eternal salvation in the name. His name means life. It says in John chapter 20, verse 31, But these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in Him, you will have life by the power of the name. 
Acts 4, verse 12. There is salvation and no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Wow. It's salvation. It's life. It's found in His name. I don't have to go to hell. I am free to be with God forever and ever with all my loved ones and those I've never met who came before me who love Jesus. It is in His name. Some folks, sometimes they say, I understand, Pastor, I get it. But, you know, for me, hey, I just grew up around this all, all the time. It was in my house all the time. Or I just learned to talk this way because of where I work or I was in the military. We try to say that what comes out of our mouth is really no indication of what's really inside of our heart. But the Scriptures disagree when, when we want to say something like that. Let's see what Jesus says. Let's see what the Scriptures say. Matthew 12, verse 34. You brood of snakes. He's talking to the religious leaders of the day. Jesus says, he says, How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Matthew 15, verse 18. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. Here's what Luke says. Chapter 6, verse 45. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Whether we want to admit it or not, whether we like it or not, the mouth speaks what is in the heart. Sometimes, we want to say they have a problem with bad language, you know, but they really do have a heart of gold. I'm sorry. But according to Scripture, according to what the Lord just said, that just can't be. The Bible says that the way an individual speaks is an accurate barometer of what's in the heart. The bitter the hurtful, the profane words that come out of my mouth are a sign to me that something is terribly wrong in my heart. And only God can correct that. There's so many different ways that many people misuse God's name. And sometimes I think we just need to be reminded. You know, these are fundamentals. Many of you are going to go, well, I don't have a problem with this. I don't have a problem with that. And, and that's great. But where's the one thing that God would just kind of prod you a little bit and say, hey, hey son, hey daughter, that one. That, that connects, doesn't it? So if these don't connect with you, fine. But which is the one that does for you, for me? Well, number one, using God's name to insult or express an irritation. This is when you use profanity and swearing to express an, an insult or, or how you're irritated. I'm reminded of, the, of a story of an old farmer who was known for how he would cuss and more importantly, how he would misuse the Lord's name in vain. Well, he was, he was late to dinner one night and the wife says, Honey, are you okay? Uh, you're getting home so late. Uh, did the wagon break down? He says, Oh, no. 
The GD wagon's fine. I saw the minister on the side of the road walk, and I just said, Hey, hey, Reverend, would you like a ride? I got him up on the wagon, and sure enough, I, that GD mule wouldn't listen to anything I said from that point on. Well, the wife says, Hmm, did that happen right about the time that minister, that the Reverend sat right next to you, and you decided to stop cussing? And she walked over to the kitchen. He's shaking his head. And she says, that GD mule, that's the problem. See, she figured it out. She knew he would stop because the reverend was there. But in his heart, he had trained the mule to obey all his commands as long as he had heard the Lord's name in vain. We got to be careful. I liked what Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole said. He was a man who just did incredible men's ministry. And he said something like this. He said, the reason a man uses profanity is that he lacks the vocabulary to express his thoughts and his emotions on a matter. Folks, it takes maturity to discipline your speech especially when we're angry. It takes a close relationship with God that we don't want to offend or misuse His name because we love. Here's another way we can misuse His name. By using God's name to indulge. Indulgence is when we excuse ourselves and we actually blame God and don't even know we're doing it many of the times. We say things like, I, I didn't feel led by the Lord to do that. Or, I've prayed about it and God told me it's okay to leave my spouse so I can go be with my mistress. Man, God gets blamed for a lot of stuff, doesn't He? we got to be careful how we use God's name to justify a behavior or an action that really was just something we wanted to do. Number three, using God's name to intimidate. Sometimes we can do this in the body of Christ, whether we're religious leaders or parents. Um, we say things like, I was praying and God told me what you should do. Or God told me what's wrong with you, brother. Or maybe you've heard parents say, God is going to get you. God is not pleased with you. You really disappointed the Lord now. Does that really sound like God's grace and mercy? We shouldn't use God's name to intimidate other people. Number four, use God's name to impress. I remember being young and, and uh, insecure and wanted to impress the, well, the, the church leaders around me. And so, of course, it's easy to start using all of the the names and all of the Christianese that you have out there to try to impress other people. So you begin to pray, Oh, bless God. Oh, I love you, Holy Father. And, and oh, Father, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. we got to be careful. We can't use God's name to try to get people to be impressed with us. That's vain. Titus 1, verse 16 says, 
Such people claim they know God, but they deny Him by the way they live. If I'm not living the Christian life when nobody's looking, but I play that I really am living the Christian life when everybody's looking, I'm hypocritical, and that's vain. We need to take His name serious. Well, then there's number five, God's name. We use God's name as an impulse. There's an expression that is so commonplace in our society today. I don't even think we catch it. Um, But commandment three tells us not to use the Lord's name in vain. And yet we say this phrase all the time. We say, oh, my God. We text it, OMG. It's not that taking God's name in Is that not taking God's name in vain when I say OMG, when I say oh my God? When I use it for, for the expression because I'm fearful or I'm surprised or I'm angry, I have joy, I'm amazed. I am not to use the Lord's name as an adjective. I'm not to put the word God in the place of the word Wow. If I mean wow, I need to say wow, and not God. His name's to be revered. we got to be careful how we use His name. It's not slang. His name means life. It's sacred. Part of the reason we pray in Jesus' name is because we can pray nothing in our own name. It's the power of His name. One of the things I love about the Lord is that while all of us have made mistakes, all of us have run in the wrong direction for a period of time, all of us have said things we wish we had not said, that we wish we did not do, that we wish we did not feel in our heart, And if you come to me, he says, then I'll wash you clean. If you come to me, I will erase all those things in your past. All those things because of the name. The name that is above all names. That every knee shall bow and every tongue confess Jesus. It says, the psalmist in Psalm 133 and 4, He says, Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, who, oh God, could ever survive? But you offer forgiveness that we might learn to fear you. Folks, he's offering us forgiveness. Maybe you don't say GD. But maybe there's something that God is, He's kind of poking at in your heart and saying, that part's not right. You've been misusing my name. You've been a little careless about my name. Child of God, I love you. My name means life, everlasting life. I offer you all the grace and the mercy But honor this third commandment to not use my name in vain. 
So if there's a place in, in your life that you need to say, God, forgive me, would you just pray this with me right now? Father God, forgive us for just taking your name lightly, for not recognizing that there were things that we thought or that we did that really are nothing more than misusing the name that is above all names. God, forgive me. God, forgive us. For your name is sacred. It is holy. And it brings life. And it brings joy. Father, we love you. And we honor you in your name. In the name that is above all names, I pray, bless your people. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.